0: Welcome to the Shutdown Cast, an innovative po- college football podcast, the only college did football you say, podcast did you say, on the say? Did internet. you
1: say college football? We said,
2: bap, bapping. He said poly college football podcast. Poly we college. Are,
0: we are the only poly college. We are college. a
2: for-profit technical university.
0: Mm-hmm. Teach all subjects.
2: Bud Elliott just perked up. We can monetize that.
0: I didn't even get through that, y'all. It's gonna be It's gonna be a show.
2: Hey, while we're at it, can we start saying the name of our new thing in the intro?
0: We should. This is the Shutdown Fullcast, a podcast brought to you by Banner Society. Banner Society, the only website on the internet devoted to college football. You say, oh, there are others. We, we frankly disagree. Banner Society, by the way, uh, Ryan, when are we launching? When are they going to get us a website?
1: So if you're listening to this on the day it's released, Tuesday, August 20th, it's coming tomorrow, Wednesday, August 21st. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, August 21st, it's today. If you're listening to it anytime, if you've downloaded this episode anytime after Wednesday, August 21st, it won't work for you and you have to wait a year for next August 21st for the website to turn on. I'm sorry, but that's just how they've set it up.
3: Are we like so we're like a a comet or something? You can only see
1: brief glimpses of what we are. We're like an uh, an old CD-ROM game that's password protected. But the like you have to be like at minute fifteen and thirty-seven seconds of this shutdown full cast. What did Spencer unnecessarily sing? And if you can't answer it, like you don't get in.
3: Then it then it locks you out for a year.
1: It locks you out for a whole year. And you know what we're doing for that whole year? talking about you
0: yikes that's it
2: a lot of you it's look nice
1: fat in those pants a lot of it's nice actually but you don't get to read those compliments
0: you'll starve for lack of the affirmation we're going to give you the on Internet. our password protected podcast <laughs> so th- thank you ryan that is uh the, the goods on banner society our upcoming website community online endeavor twitch channel it, TikTok. uh, Everything. Everything all the time. Biodome. Biodome. Everything except Facebook, because you should delete your Facebook account.
3: Yeah, but go look at our Facebook page before you do. Yeah, just once. Look at that on your way out.
0: Don't put anything on there. Don't share it. Don't comment, because
3: we won't be there.
1: Definitely don't like it.
3: I mean, you you can do whatever you want, but don't expect us to clean up your mess.
1: Legally, yeah. we disclaim any and all activity that happens on the Banner Society Facebook page. It's not us, and we don't know about it.
0: Correct. Today, because we are the most innovative and only college football podcast on the internet, there are a couple things uh, we're going to do something I don't think any podcast has ever done before. We've termed it the mailbag episode,
1: like a, a bag, the bag of mailbag, men. like a bag of dead n- men.
0: It is. And we tell their stories each in turn. This is now a true crime podcast. A pile of dead men.
2: (laughs) My favorite dead man.
0: And a smiling Holly.
2: My favorite dead man is Strom Thurmond because he remains dead.
0: My favorite dead guy? Man's...
2: And oh. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. A lot of times this year, I have thought that Andrew Jackson remaining dead is about the only thing we have going for us right now.
0: My favorite dead guy is Johnny Cash because I think he'd be pretty cool if you met him and he was undead. Right? He'd shamble How in would you a- tell the difference? Yeah. Well, first of all, one, I have a. This comfort was how level. he
3: made his like four best albums was after he. Yeah. Died in the night. Hi.
0: I'm undead Johnny Cash. Yeah. Just. Johnny Shambling in it'd be really familiar. You know, you'd be like, hey, Johnny, you lost. And he'd be like, well, brother, aren't we all?
1: Um, I was watching a video with John Goodman going over basically every role in his career. um, And they got to King Ralph. And his comment on it was um, that, you know, I formed a lifelong relationship with Peter O'Toole that lasts till this day. Unfortunately, he has the very bad taste to remain dead. And I I, for now, I didn't keep watching, but I hope that's all he had to say about King Ralph.
0: Yeah, I don't think of Peter O'Toole as dead. I just think of him as waiting.
1: Sure. For stronger alcohol. (laughs)
0: He's he's like Notre Dame, (laughs) not dead, but waiting. We have asked
1: comparing comparing Notre Dame to Peter O'Toole. One of the nicest things you've ever said about them.
0: It, it is really a slam on Peter O'Toole, if we're being honest. Having the audacity to be dormant for this long.
3: Hey, Notre What's Dame he made the playoff it? last year. What's she going to do about it,
0: Peter yeah. O'Toole? Damn. What's she going to do about it, Notre Dame? We made the playoff. No, you didn't. You didn't show up, frankly. So we asked readers for their questions. These questions, they span a broad number of topics. I'm going to just go ahead and spoil one of them in advance for you that we're not going to cover and that I know somebody wants to cover. Nobody asked what I think is a single specific to Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks question. Nobody did. So this is my long way of teeing up, Ryan. Ryan, I know that occasionally the people in this podcast discuss college football, but every now and then they feel moved to discuss The greatness, or at least the magnitude, of peak era Garth Brooks—like—is that correct?
1: It's mostly that I think we, and I should say I, because I don't want to speak for the three of you. I don't really appreciate exactly what the peak of peak era Garth Brooks looked like. Like, I think we all know that Garth Brooks is a recognizable name in country music; that he did very well for himself, whatever. But then you go back and look like, not to get all analytics here, but you go back and you look at the numbers. He still holds the record for um, number of concert attendees in Central Park. The previous record was, um, I want to say it was- Billy Joel! No, it was Paul Simon. Paul Simon held the record with a concert that drew 600,000 people. How many- for those of you who have not looked, how many people do you think Garth Brooks got to come out to Central Park to watch him play a concert where, yes, Spencer, Billy Joel was a guest, a guest appearance for multiple songs? Well,
0: that's the first of all, that's a P.E.D. for a New York concert, right? Because half of Long Island's going to drive in.
1: I will also add this was the only New York appearance, the New York stop on his world, his second world tour. So they really tried to juice this to make it as big as possible. Any guesses on crowd size?
3: Uh, if it's a record, 800,000? Uh, eight,
1: 980,000 was the New York City Fire Department estimate. How? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm
0: telling you, you, you put Garth out there, and then you salt that with the promise of a little Billy Joel on top. All of Massapequa
3: was trucking in for that, baby.
1: So, but
3: how many of those people even intended to be at the concert?
1: I think I think basically all of them. Because you can't do anything that big in New York or Central Park and have people willingly be like, Oh, a shitload of people and it'll be impossible to get in or out and I won't be able to pee? Yeah, I think I'll go see what that... Like, I think it, it that actually weeds out the Looky Loos and the Wanderers.
3: Hmm. I mean I just feel like somebody's just bicycling through and now they're at a concert. No.
1: I, why are you it, taking, well, Why are you taking this away from Garth?
0: Why would I want I'm to give tell him you anything?
1: Damn.
0: Cuz he's given you everything, Jason.
3: What is He didn't know, go down I know to the song. there's a song about thunder. Uh I don't think I know any
1: others. Do you know what Oklahoma yeah, State gave Garth? A track a track and field scholarship. Oh, a song about Baton Rouge. A track and field scholarship in javelin.
0: Yeah, how would you know where to call, were it not for the song they told you to call Baton Rouge? How would you know that the thunder rolls unless you'd listened to Garth tell you? How would you know where to stand
1: except outside of the fire? I don't know. Yeah.
0: I'll
3: stand in the fire. Who's going to stop me?
0: If when you're looking for friends, are you looking up? No, sir. You're going to look low. Not
1: if you're listening to this podcast. Oh, is
3: that him? No. I know that
1: one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know that one. You also know you also know the dance because I'll bet you have been to some I bet you have seen a memorial to someone uh in a highly risky field of rednecky endeavor who died whose funeral montage was set to the dance. I guarantee you have. If you had like You're gonna an
3: uncle
0: I um I will sing I will sing the entire thing at the end of this podcast. We'll just outro it. Sing
1: it no, as Cassio no, dog. No. No.
0: Roo, 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 roo. <laughs> I'll keep it going later, but that's no now. Okay, we need to come back. Cassio dog gets emotional. It's too moving for the relatively glib opening to this whole thing. By the way, another thing that Pete Garth was capable of doing, by the way, was uh, getting a thunder rolls set where the rain actually came down on stage for the nbc special oh yeah he had the prime time and they had actual rain on stage which i was very disappointed when i saw him in concert he did not have that however my disappointment ended when i noticed that he was singing shameless by billy joel and getting women to lick his boots he did not request the licking it just happened spontaneously when he approached the edge of the stage
3: I, I yeah, don't know what or, say or, Orlando like Billy was Billy Joel dropped from the sky as well.
0: <laughs> he did. You know what this? You know what this set needs more sex. Um, Let's drop Billy Joel in.
1: Spencer, you. I'm going to ask you this because as the oldest member of the podcast, I trust your cultural memory the most. But if others want to chime in, please do so. Was Garth Brooks considered sexy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it that has always been on a sliding scale of age. Yeah. Like, I have never, I have never seen women throwing panties at him who were under 35 <laughs> at the time of, at the time of the concert, though. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. But also, having hit that benchmark myself, I don't feel the need to fling my undergarments at Garth Brooks, so I don't know if that scale slides as they age with Garth
1: Brooks. Well, that's because now I think Trisha, it, will, Trisha will cut you if you do that.
0: I think it was always, I think it was always the kind of woman who said, you know what? I don't like to spend a lot on my heating bill in the winter. I just get a, I just get a big old cushy man, sop him up in that bed.
1: Now you're projecting, you know, now you're projecting. <laughs> sop.
0: No, I.
1: Now you're projecting at me. i <laughs> you, I'm said, taking- you <laughs> said sop him up.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah.
0: He's like a God. big old biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, big old, that's what I mean. He's a big old biscuit of a man. Boy, big old biscuit. Damn, what that means biscuit buttering.
3: sure can sing.
0: That's. Have you seen what he looks like in the tight jeans and the loose patterned uh, cowboy shirt? That's a biscuit stuffed into some pants. It's like when my- you
3: drop the biscuit and the top pops off.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. like when, when the, uh, the flock biscuits open too early. That's what happens when you put a big man in real tight jeans. It kind of just explodes out of the top of the container. That's what Garth had going on. But I will tell you, there's a certain woman over 35 who's like, my expectations are realistic.
1: All right. To help us get back on track, I'm going to end. I'm. I'm. Before we get to the listener questions, I do want to read you a little bit of backstory about um, Chris Gaines. Y'all Gar- hear that? Yes, I did.
3: Damn.
1: Um, Chris Gaines, of course, Garth Brooks's alter ego that he created in the late '90s. Um, in an attempt to actually, nobody's really quite sure. Uh, Gave him an excuse to record a pop album and put on a very bad wig and host SNL as himself, but be Chris Gaines for the musical act. Anyway, here's the backstory. Chris Gaines and his rebellious friend Tommy started a rock band in 1985 L.A. during their high school years. This is from WideOpenCountry.com. The band played local clubs until they eventually got their big break. They got some fame, and then Tommy died in a plane crash, completely shattering Gaines. Now... Chris Gaines never had the approval of his father, so he decided to make a solo record and he sold 12 million copies. For some reason, his dad dies of cancer, and that turns into Chris Gaines developing a serious sex addiction. Not entirely sure how those two are connected. Might want to go to therapy to clear it up. Um, Now, solo artist Chris Gaines is... um, Getting screwed by his record, con- his record uh, label. He has some terrible contract, and he's trying to get out of it. He is leaving the studio early in the hours of the morning. He suffers a horrific, horrific car crash and has to undergo reconstructive face surgery. And when he does, he ends up looking like Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. <laughs> Garth Brooks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, when you have enough money to afford good drugs and not dent your credit rating, you know, when you're famous enough that no one will tell you that anything is a bad idea. Yeah. That's that's where that's it, there we go. That's how famous Garth Brooks was. He hit that point. And they
1: weren't wrong. Like he was he was big enough at that point that it would have been folly to tell tell him. No, nah, I don't think this will work.
0: Can I can I tell you how famous he got? He got so famous and unself-aware that in an interview in something like 1997, he was asked, so you've been married, you know, and fame and country startups quite a ride. How do you keep your marriage fresh? He goes, oh, well, every time things get stale, I just go out and cheat. And that tends to keep things fresh. They, they divorced two years later.
1: Uh, last thing, Garth Brooks's actual first name? Anybody, Holly, you want to throw it oh, uh, no,
2: I know. I, I know this I one know already, it, yeah. so I'm going to give it to you.
1: Troyal. Spell it. T-Royal. <laughs> T-R-O-Y-A-L. Troyal. How Oklahoma. It could be Troyal. I, should, I shouldn't I assume. Pref- I
0: prefer to think that it's Troyal.
1: <sighs> okay, sorry. We can do listener questions. That's too. canon.
0: Uh, so I'm going to open up the questioning here, and the answer's real brief. For the mailbag. Oh wait,
1: wait, wait, wait,
2: wait. We haven't talked about Garth Brooks's Serious XM channel.
0: Is it time? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so Garth's Serious XM channel, last note. Um, if you haven't listened to it. We have a theory. Yeah. Other other channels that are endorsed by celebrities are obviously programmed, right? And involve artists that are either on the artist label or are affiliated with said artist or who are merely Artists they admire and who clearly influence them.
2: Take Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville channel. You will get several Jimmy Buffett songs in a row. Maybe a Jimmy Buffett live concert clip. And then a song by uh, that dude that plays the ukuleles a lot. That guy. And then back to Jimmy Buffett. Sure. And then back to Jimmy Buffett. Garth, we have theorized after listening to it uh, in honor of Garth, Uh, across a drive the entire length of oklahoma west to east the garth channel is garth's old click wheel ipod that he just leaves plugged in on uh the elliptical in their house and every other song and this is not a diss it's just a surprising choice every other song is pink or avril levine which tells me that it's a click wheel up it's a click wheel ipod that he doesn't know how to update anymore uh, because all the songs have like a cutoff date,
1: yeah,
2: and uh, so you'll get you'll get some Garth songs, you'll get a Trisha song, and then just like this solid block of of what Pink, Avril Lavigne, like Lady early Gaga. early There's Christina, a lot of, lot of Lady Gaga, Steve, early, Steve but Warner. like not now, but not like Star Is Born Lady Gaga, no, no. like Disco Lady Applause. Gaga, yeah. a lot of early Christina Aguilera, um, and then came the realization that garth when he's doing his in-between song discussions he really just sounds like he's trying to put off doing chores uh and now yeah. this is the greatest hustle ever because you can just kind of picture like here's garth uh sitting in there in their sumptuously appointed nashville kitchen you know talking into a podcast mic about how you know lady gaga's just got a real warm voice and 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 that, that makes me think of fire. Hey, Garth, and that means clean the Go clean the gutters. And here's, and here's Trisha behind him being like, Garth, I know you got some friends in low places, but you were supposed to be at Lowe's half an hour ago to pick up that tile.
0: If you want the applause, like Lady Gaga's talking about, you make me clap by bringing me some Popeye's right now.
2: Listen, listen to the Garth channel for like an hour and, and you will see what we mean. But like, In my head, there is a recessed wall in his kitchen that just every time Trisha wants him to do a chore that just swoops down and the band pops up like Country Bears style.
3: Yeah, like
0: for anything. And they will play the appropriate Garth song for that. And Trisha's
2: in the background just like, God damn it. (laughs) What you're describing
1: is very Muppet showy and I love it
0: yes it is it's like who is more of
2: a human muppet than garth brooks
0: (laughs) yeah aren't you gonna you need to go out you need to go out and get on that tractor and you need to go mow that lawn and he goes well the weather's looking bad how do you know 3 30 in the morning not a cloud in sight (laughs) the band like comes in the thunder rolls trish is like like, you piece of shit god why do i live with this man (laughs) what is this band doing here all the time
2: Anyway, please please listen to the Garth channel on Sirius and let us know your thoughts. Um, if there is a song on there that is written after what, two thousand three or yeah. uh let me know about that as well. That'd I'm be super a, interested.
0: Yeah, we're that's that's a data point we need. By the way, his little intros for songs are always super weird. Well,
2: and they're all like and like not creepy, but just like genuinely thoughtful, just like, oh, oh, we forgot about the best part. Is the one time that he introed a Dolly song and he was like, that Dolly Parton, such a talent. <laughs> like, as though Garth has nurtured Dolly Parton and is giving her a come up with a spot on his serious channel.
0: Some of them could be weird. Like when he says, oh, you know, Pink, she's just a performer with such, you know, what I love about her. She understands songs are about power and about destroying things forever. Pink. And then the song starts,
2: and you get the feeling he's one of those guys who exercises, who get who gets through like an unwanted exercise routine by imagining a bunch of revenge fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all of his are like, "Go get him, girl!" Revenge fantasies set to pink. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this stair climb by imagining myself, you know, winning back the heart of my man.
0: Kill Bill Three, starring Garth Brooks. <laughs> uh, boy, that yellow jumpsuit. On him, that'd be a sight. So, I have uh, a question that I want Y'all to ask. Y'all got real with.
2: quiet over there.
0: The source for this question, uh, just a real, real quick question, real quick answer. Uh this is from John Saul. And he says, Hey, how about you do 2020 Dem candidates? I guess he means Democrat. Ah. Uh. Right? Candidates as college football programs. Please. No. No. No, no, absolutely not.
2: No. Next question.
1: Yeah. Can we do Uh, one? one. Can you you give us one? No,
2: no, no. Damn it. I just want to know who Nick and Looper is. uh, No, we said presidential candidates. Yeah. That was enough. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a question from Ray Lockman. You've discussed multiple times that Stanford and Cal both have underrated and surprisingly good game day experience. To the contrary, which big time programs are the least memorable? Not Kent State in November on Wednesday, but like Bama in general. Uh, Bama has a great game day experience. The quad is fun. Uh, I always go to uh, I always go to Druid City uh, and get some beers or a Bloody Mary stuff with pickled mushrooms. Uh, or some nacho barbecue nachos, a big, bad wolf. Bama's fine. Uh, Texas was yeah. the first one that jumped to mind. Uh, Notre Dame, I don't love. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't get it. Kind of flat. Yep. Uh, I will say that the one Michigan home game I've been to in person was beautiful. I was prepared to roll my eyes throughout the entire thing, and even though the game was boring, uh, the crowd was loving it. I was way up high, so I wasn't near any key janglers. Uh, what about what about you?
0: Texas was my first pick as being the underwhelming one. The one that I didn't really have much time for uh, was also Notre Dame just because it was kind of flat. Although, shouts out, the student section is, is amazing. The student section is very enthusiastic and extremely fun. And if the whole stadium were like, I've said this before, but if it were like the whole stadium were like the student section, it'd be incredible. It's not. The people watching just tend to sort of be ruminating on all the mistakes they've made in life to end up at that point. Or at least that's the way it felt to me because they were playing UCLA and looking at UCLA fans and the football players and thinking, you know, they just don't look stressed about this, do they? They don't look unhappy. So, yeah, those two places seem to be sort of the places where I go, eh, eh, I'm not so sure about that. The place I don't want to admit is good. Um, Florida State's loud. It's loud as hell, I don't want it to be, but it can be real loud in there, you know, when they're actually winning games, which isn't recently.
3: The first question on my assigned list comes from at watching CFB on Twitter. The words are wood paneling, yes or no. Um, <laughs> I've racked my brain in search of opinions on wood paneling and uh it'll cover up a wall or side of a car if that's what you need Uh, however if you want to get rid of it then you can so my answer in turn to you watching cfb would in fact be wood paneling yes or no
2: whoa damn
3: i'm just gonna come out as firmly yes on that
1: strong
2: pro wood paneling On, on vehicles especially
1: I think, I think it depends on like if it's a, a harbinger of other grossness. Like if I see a room with wood paneling, my first thought is this carpet going to be nasty. And, and it's not always true, but too many times it is.
0: Strong correlation. Like strong like pet urine correlation right. to that.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, Interesting. This is from Emotional Fescue. You are the AD at a brand new college. And you get to choose that school's mascot. What's the choice? Ole Miss. Oh, you're okay. So I like that now Ole Miss is a brand new college.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see, I thought that said brand new AD and not brand new college. Okay. Yeah. Ole Miss just got accredited. Congratulations.
1: Ole Miss, Ole Miss expansion SEC team. New Miss.
3: (laughs) Deleting history would be a. Pretty good idea in some ways for Ole Miss.
1: (laughs) Uh, Mm. At at this point, if I am the AD of a brand new college, I am both going with the college football tide and against it by naming my team the Wildest Cats. The Wildest Cats of them all! Fuck off, all you other Wildcats teams. We are the wildest of them, and it's all one word. You are the mild cats. That's right. That's right. Uh, Either that or... I, you know the the weather pattern ones have been pretty well taken. Um, I think the uh, I think the one that is still on the table is wintry mix. So especially if you're like a um, northern northern climbs school. If I'm the University of Minnesota, Minnesota at blah blah blah, we're the we're the wintry mix now. It just sounds the fun Wisconsin to say. Wisconsin
2: Dells University wintry
1: mix. Wintry mix.
3: If you're the wintry mix, you might accidentally like. You might trick an SEC team into visiting you. You know, right. you like, ah, oh, it's not so bad.
1: That's right. They'll be like, oh, that's probably got checks in it.
3: Yeah,
0: that sounds delicious. I think I would just name mine the Wild Dogs. That'd be it. It'd be like the new Miss, the new Miss Wild Dogs. And when they ask what kind of a wild dog, I mean like a feral one, sure. like one just roaming around.
1: A dingo. Our mascot is what would you're you're just describing. a
0: coyote. No, coyotes just... are pet.
3: <laughs> Coyotes are pedigreed. Can we just call it Anarchy Animals? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Feral.
1: Feral University. Yeah.
0: Feral feral. Is that that F-A-R-R-E-L-L? No!
1: Uh, Super Mutants would also be a good one at this point. Just get the license from Fallout. Lean into it. Use steroids. Say that you've already disclosed that in the name. Nobody should be mad.
0: We've never had, you know, I'm like... We've never had a team just call themselves the rats. Like, rats are indomitable, indestructible. They win, right? Like Right. When and you think then, you then your student win.
1: section, that's the rat nest.
0: Yeah, that's the rat nest. What's your, your mascot? Your mascot could be, like, an adorable-looking Remy, right? Sure. From Ratatouille-looking thing. So if you wanted to go cute... Or it could just be a big horrifying one. Like the one that, you know, unions trot out when- Like
2: the one that sits on the table by my front door?
0: Yeah, with big red eyes. You can go either way.
2: I have an enormous rubber rat that's the first thing you see when you come into my house.
1: You could also do like a Pied Piper thing with the band then at that point.
2: (laughs) They all fall. Like the drum majors skipping around with a piccolo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Uh, I would go with I think Men of War. Ooh, Men. <laughs> sure. Because then you get like you get both like the the toxic this is Sparta bullshit, but you also get uh lots and lots of glittery tentacles dangling from trombone slides in the marching band.
0: Yeah, the mascot could just lay there, right? Cheerleaders would step around it, like, no,
2: be careful. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, live longer than Aga.
0: Ryan R. Ryan. Is the source of uh, my next question, which is how dumb is using chains to measure ten yards in 2019? I have to answer the question with a question. What's the replacement? Is it a is it a rope? Is it a a, a, a like a piece of fishing line? Use that Wimbledon shit. What the
2: the the like IBM tennis ball tracker thon?
0: It. I mean, there has to be some really cool electronic way to do it that doesn't involve paying someone 20 bucks to like tote the sign up and down the yard lines.
1: I mean, right? you know, you know, it used to be worse, right? Go on. Uh, so, so, um, Bubba Smith, who you re- may remember from the police Academy movies, I think he plays Hightower. Mm-hmm. He got, yeah, he got terribly injured. Um, I want to say in a preseason game, um, um, Maybe like his third or fourth year in the league or something like that because he got tangled in the chain on the side because I believe if memory serves, it used to be spiked into the ground when they moved it. So you couldn't like the the chain gang couldn't like sort of move with you. It was essentially a trip wire and he fucked up his knee and basically didn't I, I don't know if he ever came back again, but he was never the same again. Um, so the good news is we've improved it and it's no longer a massive injury risk. It's just a dumb way to measure a a length of distance.
0: Conferences, schools, ESPN, endorsement opportunities abound. Consider making the chain out of red vines or Twizzlers. Make a bid for the privilege and then use that.
1: Now the chain has ants.
0: Yes. Okay. Now the chain. Again, another mascot nobody's ever used that's just indomitable and everywhere, right?
1: I, I think Nobody there's, a, even... there's a there's a there's like a D-League team that's the mad ants.
0: Oh, Fort Wayne. Yeah. 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 Fort Wayne. We need I mean, ants are just like ants can lift like so many times their body weight, they're ever you've seen you've seen the documentary Ant-Man and its sequel, Ant-Man and Wasp. Sure. You're you're familiar with Ant Man. Yeah, you're familiar with the scientific virtues of The ant.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is from A Personages on Twitter. What was the most stupid football game you saw in person? You gave me this question on person, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I did. 2002, Tennessee versus Florida. Tennessee number four, Florida number 10, 30 to 13, monsooned the entire time, and I had to audition for an opera that night. (laughs) (laughs) With my lungs already screamed out of my skull. And the theater was locked by the time my roommate and I made it to auditions. And we had to scale a brick wall in our wet stadium clothes to get into the goddamn building. Next person,
1: please. I... (laughs)
3: Do you want me to do Do, yeah, do you, sure. want, do you no. want to wait in here, Ryan? No, please, really please, that? please go ahead. Please, okay. thank let, you. Let me, let me, let me escort escort you to a safer area right now. From Lolo Finarski on Twitter Which team's dumpster is best primed to combust this season, and what event will provide the spark? So, Auburn is always the answer, sure. Um, always. and C- CFB Internet has locked in on USC as this year's more specific answer. Either of those teams could be. You know, three and three or whatever. Have a particularly ghastly upset. Coach gets fired, so on and so forth. That goes for regardless of Auburn's head coach's situation. That goes for Auburn every year. I I noticed one today that coach isn't going to get fired. He's brand new. He's fine. He's he's doing his very best, but. Have we looked at Colorado's schedule in much, in no. much detail? No, we have not. It's rough as hell, oh, man. It's so, not good. You have a team where basically the whole defense left. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to run the ball. You have an awesome wide receiver, and you are going to get him so many highlights because you're going to be throwing a lot. Uh, week one, Colorado State, you'll probably beat them. Probably. Uh, that's your, uh, That's the closest thing to a probably all year. Uh, you're likely going to lose to nebraska at home uh that'll be an improved nebraska over the one you bullshitted out a win against last year check the tape uh air force you'll probably beat air force probably uh road game arizona state likely a loss arizona at home could be a win that very well might be the end of it you got to go to oregon on a short week then you got to go to washington state back-to-back road games uh to the other division against two of its best teams then you get, after those two straight road trips, you get a short week against USC, who at this point in the year under interim head coach Lane Kiffin could be really putting things together. Uh, you go to UCLA. Again, that is a team that could be better late than early. And then you close out with Stanford, Washington, Utah. Out of the other division, you're getting <laughs> the three best teams. Uh, let's see. Is that is that the four best teams from the other division? How the fuck did you pull this off? so yeah and then you look at the schedule last year you had an FCS team you got to play Oregon State you got to play Cal it's a complete flip you know Nebraska was had only barely begun leveling up so I mean Colorado it can only burst so spectacularly because the coach isn't going to be fired but still I wouldn't want to be you this year
0: Colorado I did enjoy you mentioning Arizona there because that's to me the garbage can raising the garbage can down the street right like Arizona comes to town. I don't, I don't have any confidence in Arizona being anything this year, right? At all. Sure,
3: that's that's your that's your fifty fifty game. You get one of those all year. Yeah, that's the and that's this, the garbage, like the garbage can. can race idea. That sounds like a minor league baseball promotion in a town with like. Well, you know that you know that we're very has proud has like the, the local raci- dump, right? Like that gift that has the two garbage cans racing each other down the street
0: in the rain, right? Like that's. That's what that's what this is. That garbage can races should be more formalized, though. Especially the figure eight garbage can race. Let's put some real money on the table. Well, tune in October 5th.
1: Garbage can bear is a good mascot, too.
3: Garbage Absolutely. bear. Gar- <laughs> <laughs> trash, trash bear.
1: Um This, this is from uh, Cowgirl Bookworm on Twitter. Has Ryan told you... <clears throat> Has Ryan told the rest of you that I named a cow after him in exchange for a sticker? And would you be interested in other opportunities to trade cow names for merch?
3: Yes, no, and yeah. yes.
1: Okay, I it's it's true. Uh, I did in fact send uh, this beloved listener a sticker from I think the Austin live show, and a calf is now named after me. And I believe the offer the offer is open to any of you to send merch. And get a cow or maybe other animals. I don't know the exact details. Uh, named may after
0: good May I ask you a ticklish question here? Sure. Yeah. Is, is this a dairy or a beef farm?
1: Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine either way.
0: Okay. Okay. Wait, can I name a, an adorable calf that will eventually become steak after one of my enemies? So I feel better about this whole exchange. Is that possible?
1: I uh, See, I'm thinking of it more of a Horcrux situation. So I die. <laughs> I die. And as long as the cow me is alive, I can still come back. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> can I do this
0: with different animals, though? I'd probably pick really unreliable animals with short lifespans. Like, yeah, a butterfly. That's You're definitely just so something stupid. you want to use as a Horcrux.
1: <laughs> pick a turtle. Pick a turtle.
0: Yeah, why don't you pick something solid? No, I'm gonna pick a cicada. I gotta wait like 14 years for them to come back out.
1: What are you pennywise, idiot? It's like the
0: it's like the IRA of Horcruxes. I can't cash it in yet. Gotta wait.
1: Spencer, is it safe to classify you as a tank top guy?
0: Sir, it is.
1: Have you always been a tank top guy, or is this you like? Is this a recent development in your life?
0: No, I think spiritually, you just have to eventually arrive at the shirt choice that reflects most who you are. It takes all of us a different amount of time and a different journey to get there, but I I for one have decided to admit I am a tank top guy.
1: Now, if I told you you could go to Homefield Apparel and get a tank top with a angry horse head on it and it, the following words kick um uh, apostrophe E M Stangs, as in Mustangs. Would you be interested in such a product?
0: Absolutely.
1: Because I got to tell you, I'm looking at it right now. I don't know how you would wear this in public without people being like, "Hey, get back in the car." The uh, the old oh boy, the guy means business. The kick him Stangs over there.
0: That guy's got an angry horse on his shirt. He he's a serious person.
1: I don't know if you've noticed, but Homefield has been rolling out a bunch of new. Schools for the college football, the upcoming college football season, they started with Memphis. Yes, you can get a bunch of Memphis State gear. You know what? They got fire UMass gear. That's not a thing you necessarily thought I would ever say, but it's true.
0: They also have two of college football's I think best under the radar, hipster destinations. Mm-hmm. Right, both of them firmly third coast. You got Southern Miss. They have a uh, they have a Southern Miss to the top shirt. If you don't know SM. T T T. Then you don't know college football, frankly, because Hattiesburg Hattiesburg always does it big, and their shirts are absolute flames. And uh, Georgia Southern is the other one, uh, the pride of Statesboro, the original triple option monster. If I can encourage you to just go look at the the G A T A Georgia Southern shirt, if you don't know what G A T A means, well, you probably don't know what S M T T T means either. We're gonna learn you up because one stands for Southern Miss to the top. And the other one stands for Get After That Ass, the Irk Russell Maxim.
1: And the eagle on the uh, GATA shirt. What's he wearing, Spencer?
0: He's wearing a tank top because you know what? He's about to get after that ass. That's what he's about to do. So if you're a person who's serious about getting after that ass, go get yourself a Georgia Southern shirt.
1: They're also comfortable as hell. Uh, Homefield only uses the best fabrics that they can find. They actually wear... Each and every one of them to make sure that they're comfortable and they fit your, well, at least if you're me and Spencer, your weird body in good ways. And they design and print them in the heartland of America, Indianapolis. That's right. Home field, Big Ten champion. Can we say that?
0: I think we can say this, that home field has definitely spent more time in Indianapolis than uh, Minnesota football.
1: And then Michigan football. That's painful. You can get 20% off your first purchase by going to homefieldapparel.com, using the code FULLCAST, and boom, that's it. You get 20% off the first purchase you make, no matter what it is. As you can tell, they're in the midst of unveiling new schools all the time. I have it on good authority, and I can't, like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to leak this at this point. UCF is on the list. I'm, like, 90% sure I'm not making that up. That's the Ryan Nanny guarantee. (laughs)
0: Does that mean, by the way, does that mean we might have the Citronaut on deck?
1: I don't know if we do, buddy. if you and I can get matching Citronaut tank tops, I, I think we should just figure out how fast we can retire just so we can hang out together and wear those Citronaut tank tops in public.
0: Well, you can do that, but you know what? 2019 for me is about taking care of business, and there's only one shirt to do that. That's right, a tank top with a really buff eagle also wearing a tank top. That says G-A-T-A across the top, because Statesboro gets it done, y'all.
1: That's homefieldapparel.com, and again, that offer code FULLCAST. Get after that ass! Okay, so I've got a stat you're not going to like. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. But I think you will like this. Today's science is so advanced that you can actually combat the symptoms of hair loss with Keeps. Keeps treatments are proven up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. A lot of guys who use Keeps have even experienced hair regrowth. And Keeps is also discreet. No more doctor's offices, no more pharmacy checkout lines. With Keeps, you'll get an FDA-approved, doctor-recommended plan from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Plus, it's affordable. I'm talking half the cost of the pharmacy. And Keeps delivers treatments right to your door. Check it out. Nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. And Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. The earlier you take action, the more hair you'll keep. So visit Keeps.com shutdown and you'll receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to Keeps.com slash shutdown now. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash shutdown.
4: Hi, Grizz. Hey, Lila. We're here to tell people about Culture Call, our new transatlantic podcast from the Financial Times. I'm in New York, and Grizz, you're in London. Mm -hmm. And we're talking to people who we think are shifting culture. Yeah, our guests include Taffy Bredessa-Akner, George the Poet, Gia Tolentino, and Esther Perel. So please do subscribe, everybody. That's Culture Call wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Excellent. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Hi, Amanda. We get to tell everyone about the new pod, Eater's Digest.
5: Eater's Digest. That is right. Our brand new podcast. It is available now.
4: It's everything you need to know about the world of food every week with a little help from the biggest names in the industry and food journalists from the Eater Newsroom.
5: We're going to talk about everything from the worst things that diners do in restaurants to fake meat. We're going to talk about food delivery tech. We are going to argue a lot. About how to best behave in restaurants.
4: Oh yeah, big time. So many things. Food I mean, there's politics. nothing we can't touch. Food and politics. Food and politics. Maybe yeah, yes. Sometimes. Food and politics yeah. comes up. Yep. <laughs> it might make you laugh. It might make you think. It might even make you hungry, Daniel.
5: Um, so subscribe to Eater's Digest for free today on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app.
0: My question is from uh, at Dirtbag Queer. Can everyone please give their skin? care routines in spencer's case beard care is also acceptable hey man just wash your face with something generally but i have a uh i use the lush beard wash for this beard and then i oil it preferably with something that's got you know sort of just basic stuff in it i think most of it's safflower oil is the most beard oils but you gotta kind of oil it every now and then and then, like, a good beard wash, like, eh, maybe once or twice a week. It's not a self-cleaning oven, but, you know, it requires a little bit of care.
2: It's not a self-cleaning oven, as in you can't set it on fire and expect it to all be fine after? Mm,
0: uh, TBD, I need to see. And you need to brush it out. So that's, that's like, the full... You got to brush it with, like, a, a really nice boar bristle brush, or it ain't going to work. Now, this entire thing is all just to set up a, to, to go to Holly and say, Hey, didn't somebody actually in a professional skincare supply store walk up to you and say, darling,
2: were you you there for this?
0: No, I was not. You had somebody actually,
2: this was amazing. Yeah. This was at, this was the Kiehl's lady at the airport because there's a Kiehl's in Concourse B uh, in Hartsfield. And I was, Waiting for a flight and browsing eye creams, which are a scam, by the way, but Keels makes a good one. And uh, there was this gentleman on the other side of the store. It's not a very big store. It's like the size of this room. Uh, podcasting is a visual medium. There's a, a gentleman on the other side of the store uh, loudly wondering if he really needed any of these products. And this lady, she had an air of authority like a like a nun or a traffic cop. And she crooked a finger at me and it was just such an air of command that I immediately dropped what I was doing and walked over and she grabbed my chin and she dragged me close to this, this elder gentleman. She said, do you think this face just happens? <laughs> and it was the apex of my life. My pores have never felt smaller. Um, okay. Dirtbag queer. Hey girl, you really want this? Um, at the moment, tony Moly peach punch cleansing water thayer's witch hazel rose petal toner used to use clinique even better essence they have discontinued that now rocking with clinique's turnaround revitalizing lotion treatments uh i have prescription azelaic acid from my dermatologist which i love because it's like five percent higher than the ordinaries azelaic acid suspension i like it so far i've only been on it for like a week serums i like timeless for vitamin c and e for day i'm trying the ordinary peptide serum the buffet serum at night but i don't love it moisturizer talika photohydra day is wonderful they've discontinued it and i'm gonna be heartbroken forever alba botanica hawaiian moisture cream you can get at any cvs or walgreens and it costs like four dollars the vitamin e version it lasts forever it smells like sunscreen but contains no sunscreen at all so don't forget to put on actual sunscreen Um, i like liliana naturals retinol cream at night it's a great moisturizer i'm not convinced it contains retinoids of any kind and i kind of think liliana might be a scam but i can't prove that sunscreen uh vichy ideal soleil sbf 50 or biore uv aqua rich, rich watery essence if you're putting it on under makeup the vichy has kind of a nice primer uh effect so you can slap makeup on right over it and it won't pill or peel night cream CeraVe night cream super cheap like wearing an actual mask to sleep if you want to run around your house looking like the carver from season two of nip tug and when do we not uh, alternate that with fresh rose deep hydration moisturizer not the mask just the moisturizing cream because it's kind of heavy and you want like a water gel uh, off nights so you don't clog your pores way up eye cream is a scam as i said just put moisturizer under your eyes it's the same skin you're fine Mask um the aztec clay bentonite clay healing mask is a legend for a reason it's cheap use it uh sheet masks every night you can manage it i like Mamond and dr jart uh, if you want a wash off mask, I like Fresh's Black Tea Instant Perfecting Mask. What am I forgetting? Hand cream. Supergoop SPF hand cream with sea buckthorn. Your hands are going to get sunburned faster than anything else, even your face, because your hands are way out on the steering wheel when you're driving, right? This is a dermatologist secret um what else uh superfood peach jelly 90 i keep in the fridge and just slap on during the eight months of the year when it's unbearably hot in atlanta and heritage store rose water and glycerin spray to spray on between all these layers and also just whenever your face gets hot i think that's it for the moment what you know about that she did ask skincare. shout out to reddit skincare addiction my actual true internet home
1: P-A-P-N ain't got that. Jason, you have anything to add to that?
3: Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson voice. Order. I'll use some nice... <laughs>
1: I'll,
3: use, I'll use some order. <laughs> the exception would be if I have a tattoo. I don't have one on my face. Um, but if I did, I would use... Uh, there's this... this. It, I get it at CVS. It's like... this. It's kind of like a bandage, a clear-tight bandage that you just stick on you clean off the tattoo you slap that on there and then you don't touch it for like five days at least and that's it your tattoo is good
1: holly you're next up again i think
2: oh sweet what is the best thing made in a blender asks the bill h um i don't think the answer here is a canny one i do think the answer is a green smoothie and the answer is this you can fit an astonishing amount of spinach just for example into a smoothie before your smoothie starts to taste like spinach this is the great utility of the blender
1: you can also fit an astonishing amount of spinach and feel like they're still like blend it and be like oh that's only an ounce are you kidding me it basically vaporizes
2: Yeah, Uh, I looked up, I did Google like surprising blender recipes and found like, oh, I made blender hollandaise. Oh, I made soup in the blender. First of all, you don't want to be cooking anything heated in a blender anyway. You want to put that in a pot and use an immersion blender because the steam is going to explode the top of your blender off uh, unless you're careful. But yeah, I don't feel like there's a clever answer here because I feel like, especially with the season encroaching upon us, we want to cram as many greens into our unwitting bodies as possible to offset the damage we're doing the rest of the week.
0: It just I watch that happen, and I just think, like, man, being a gorilla sucks. You know, what? How, much, you know how much? What? Because you don't
2: have blenders?
0: Yeah, like how much? Like you know like how many leafy greens they have to eat for it to amount to anything, and stay jacked on that? It's just it's a hard life.
1: Can I throw in for a granita here as well as a useful blender tool? What yeah, because it's tool? a
2: that's a way to eat a slushy and still be a grown up. Yeah. Right,
1: right, yeah. And it's also a way to sort of, like, if you have a child that is like, I want a frozen something, you can be like, here, it's mostly fruit, you idiot.
0: I got an answer for the people. Uh, like a cheap store-bought pina colada. No, I don't mean anything, like, artisanal. I mean the one that comes from, like, you know, a tube <laughs> that you mix up sure. yourself with right. way too much room. rum. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the best thing to come out of a blender. Yeah, my family did vacation on the Gulf Coast when I was growing up why'd you ask
3: Jason I usually just throw a few fruits in a cup with like milk or something and then that's it I'm I am fair. do not I don't Jason even really keep track of I mean I don't even really keep track of which fruits it's like it's some berries usually banana I don't know I already forgot what's in there
2: yeah, and that's the great again the great utility of the blender Just just throw some
3: stuff in yeah I'm not keeping track here what am I? What am I? Warehouse yeah. manager? Sor-
2: sorry, Bill H., if you wanted a-, a clever answer, but my answer is always to trick my body into eating way more spinach.
3: Yeah. Uh, From Brody Logan on Twitter, whom's t- name I always want to say, like, brody brody look brody. it's the extra o in the in the last name i it mean really
1: he, does it. he is a miami what's up fans, brolo really far off
3: okay i'm not offending anyone here then. yeah
1: yeah
3: uh if no. you own no. one restaurant franchise which would it be and why where are you putting it i'm gonna answer the second question first i'm putting it at 5200 buffington road atlanta georgia just outside the perimeter little west of the airport we're gonna buy the facility at that place we're going to evacuate everyone safely, and then we're going to burn it to the ground, and then we're going to install a Popeye's right on top of it. Why? Because this is the first time Chick-fil-A's headquarters actually had any seasoning.
1: Damn. Damn. Damn.
2: Wow. Wow. You don't you don't play the flex bomb for that?
0: I, I closed it because I didn't want to be typing class. on my computer, I but I regret the decision. Damn. Because I was just going to say a Bucky's, because that's a restaurant and a lifestyle, but it's kind of cheating, isn't it? I
3: don't I think, think Jason's answer room right. for a Bucky's. We'd have to. <laughs> we'd, have to just, we'd have to sell the uh, Falcon Stadium just for. Starters. Can I give you?
0: Can I give you a proposal? Take Stone Mountain, raise it, sell it for rock. <laughs> can we put, put a Bucky's there?
3: Put a Bucky's on top of it with the the mascot is the new. Uh, that's what's inscribed on the side of it. Just, just a little beaver.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You'd have to be like, well, you got to drive up, and that's it. we'd do it. I'd do it to go to Bucky's. Um,
1: my answer is go. my answer is simple: Waffle House in Los Angeles. I can charge whatever I want.
0: Oh yeah, you that can be like thirty dollar waffle. That's yep. not how much they cost in Atlanta, huh?
1: <laughs> Yeah. The, authentic,
3: yep. <laughs> yeah. the authentic Georgia Waffle.
1: Yeah. Waffle House in a good spot in LA and I will be set for life. Like easily. I'll I'll probably win a beard award on accident.
0: I bet it I bet it would fail. You know why? Why? You have to get out of your car to go to Waffle House. <laughs> That's it. And then it would fail miserably. You'd be like, it ain't Fatburger. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put it like right
3: outside the fucking Chargers stadium? <laughs> <laughs> you get like dozens of foot, dozens of people worth of foot traffic once a week.
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> Phil, Phil Rivels will bring his whole family in there. That'll set us for the month. Put
3: it in stable center and only open it during Clippers games.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Lakers fan? Yeah. No. Oh, no.
3: The Clippers are good now. Uh, uh, yeah. The L.A. King. Yeah, you can get okay.
0: you can get the Kauai special if you go to the one in uh, Staples Center. What is it? It's just potatoes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Can I can I get uh, the hash browns not scattered, not smothered, not smothered, not covered? Just can I have some potatoed, please?
0: Yeah, steamed.
1: Um, <laughs> um, all right, this quest. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, it's 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 all it's all you chief.
1: Um, this question comes from. I teed, this
0: I, teed from, this. I teed this question up for you specifically. Yeah, I
1: know. I know. This question comes from at Jim Gordon, not spelled the way you think, but I'm not doing that here. Uh, what is the worst single piece of children's entertainment? This is, so Spencer wants me to say Kello, but I haven't seen Kello. Haven't had to wade into that dangerous territory yet. Um, this question also varies a little bit depending on the age of the child in question, because, you know. Sometimes something isn't so bad until your child starts singing it at you relentlessly. And then it turns pretty bad. Uh, Some things are good because they'll just keep your kid engaged. Um, But I'm going to go with a very unexpected dark horse here, and I feel bad saying it. The single worst piece of children's entertainment is Dr. Seuss books. Here is why. Wow. Them shits long. That shit is uh, green eggs and ham, one fish, two fish. Oh, the oh, the places you'll go! All of these are so long and so like physically difficult to read in a way that feels efficient and expeditious. They are Florida English major. They are a absolute fucking trap at bedtime because at bedtime you want to you know your books are the currency. You want to get in and get out with two books, maybe three, and you want them to you want them to be sort of like a limited time investment. And Dr. Seuss, listen, if you have an older child who can read to a younger child, Dr. Seuss is probably great. If you're having a child that you're teaching how to read, Dr. Seuss is probably wonderful. If you're just trying to get a child to go the fuck to sleep and you're you're getting through the process of reading them a story, Dr. Seuss is a is is quicksand, man. You're going to be there forever.
0: Ryan, are you saying you do not like the book that the book that your child likes has you shook? That the book that has you shook that's kept in a nook, you refuse to give it a look.
3: Ryan is a terrible rapper.
0: Yeah, (laughs) bars.
1: Um, The other the other answer I can give you it's much more niche is this um, show it show this program on Netflix called Little Baby Bum, and all it is is basically public domain. Wait, it's not like infant train hobos? No. No, it is is not. Not like Ann Geddes photographing babies in dilapidated rail yards? Very slow trains. You have to
0: crawl and catch them.
1: Yeah, stealing pies off windowsills. No, it just just sort of like sing-songy nonsense with... And it just sort of repeats over and over again. So you can hear the wheels on the bus eight times in an episode with different riffs on it. And it's also like played... I want to say like 15% too slow, which makes it really a dirge and really unpleasant. So I would stay away from that as well.
0: I, I have nothing to add other than Caillou, but my feelings are well known on that.
2: You have, you have since become like, what is it, an Alexa meme?
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you my, explain that a little bit? Yeah, that if you ask Alexa why Caillou doesn't have hair, Alexa will spit out my answer from Google results, which is because he does not deserve love. So go ahead, try it on the device of your choice.
1: See, I don't, my, even, I don't even know the the character's name. That's how much I have not watched this show. And I honestly, thank you to Spencer for warning me off of it.
0: Yeah, don't do it. it also, it's Caillou, just so you're not hornswoggled into it. No, 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 that's not that show, Daddy. It's Kalu. No, this is Caillou. No, same, same show. In case your child tries to pull that move. My, my question, uh, this is like. I think a classic preseason question. But I'm you know what? I'm not averse to some red meat. Let's put it on the grill, y'all. See what smell it makes, because I think you'll like it. Who takes over for Saban when if he retires? That's from Carnivore twenty two speaking of red meat. Uh my answer a sucker. An absolute sucker. Someone who who will be fired. Wayne Kiffin. Jason Garrett. <clears throat> Perfect. That's perfect. Like, the person who takes that job, you're pre-fired. Just just getting a massive buyout. Offer to do the job for, like, two mil.
1: Can we go back yeah. to Holly's suggestion? The best part about Jason Garrett taking the Bama job... Is it's plausible. A, it's plausible, and B, at his first press conference, he will basically, l- like, all but say, he will largely imply... That, like, he's here to turn things around. That he's here to improve <laughs> on the failings of his predecessors. <laughs> like, Jason Garrett will take this job and look down his nose, and that's partially a height thing, at Nick Saban and his legacy. His aquiline And he will nose. do that day yeah. one. <laughs> I'm
2: Jason Garrett. Hello.
0: <laughs> We're just going to do things a little differently. Uh-huh. Just going to, you know.
2: You know, I've all, all the respect for Nick in the world, you know.
0: I come from the league. Maybe <laughs> you've heard of it. I want the moment like
1: I have done what Nick couldn't do, you know? And I was and I get that. <laughs> we we're, we're, we're really going to going to turn Alabama's
2: focus towards making players NFL ready. <laughs> <laughs> Getting
0: them drafted. It's important that you get them drafted.
2: Like
1: I I want. And this I, to clearly, so I clearly, I clearly, no
2: disrespect to the last staff, but I clearly am uh, in better position than anyone really to know what it takes to to have players succeed in the NFL.
0: <laughs> oh
2: God, I want this now. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. I kind of want yeah. this to
0: happen.
1: Yeah.
2: Also, man, he's a ginger. Imagine him having to coach outdoors. Well, with that and
1: complexion. then he's going to look like a vine ripe pink tomato. The other, the other nice side effect of this. If, if Jason Garrett gets the Bama job, Jerry Jones is giving Arkansas fifty million dollars the same day. The absolute. <laughs> <episodes. Try laughs>
0: Nick Nick, we're gonna need you to call the Hogs. No, no.
1: All right, that's fine, Nick. No, we don't do that anymore. I will. I will. I will text the Hogs. Hey, everybody, w- shut up! Shut up! Nick said we don't call the Hogs. Stop calling the darn Hogs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just text the Hogs don't call him
3: well you know i don't really want any hogs um
0: yeah i think the guy who takes over for Saban uh when he (laughs) retires should be somebody completely forgettable and replaceable that's that's like you need you need to hire somebody who is an absolute i think does somebody have a spittoon on the podcast
1: Ew. No, I hit. There's a there's a metal there's a metal table in the room I'm in, and I hit it with Matt my,
0: Ryan. We really missed a shot there to burnish your like legend. <laughs> ah, what are you doing? Beating <laughs> Just... someone with the shovel live on air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, y'all see casino?
0: It won't be Dabo, by the way. Dabo's not that stupid. He's not. You know who is though?
1: Jimbo. <laughs> That would be the best. Ten years. Never hey, leave an A&M. Wait, not if that Cowboys job is open, just like you said.
0: Fuck. Oh, my God. Because think about it. They've got to get somebody who, like, they got to get somebody who's replaceable but credible. They know that, right? they got to get somebody who it's like, they has got to be fireable, but everybody also has to know his name. And it has to be plausible. Who is that? besides jason garrett because i had an i had an evil thought go on super evil thought john gruden
1: (laughs) (laughs) after
0: after it goes belly up with the raiders in like three weeks wipe out yeah (laughs) Saban retires and they're like, let's hire Gruden. And finally, like you get the double burn of every idiot at Tennessee who wanted to actually hire Gruden. There
2: aren't that many of those people. I know, there's 30
0: of them, but I want them to hurt. And I want them to hurt bad. And then in addition to that, uh, watching Gruden say, yeah, do what he's doing with the Raiders now. Bring in Mike Mayock as his personnel guy. We're going to do things the right way now.
2: Another complexion, by the way, uniquely badly suited to coaching outdoors in that climate.
0: Yeah. Wait,
1: wait, can I... It's gonna be
2: like one giant melanoma.
1: Can I shift you three degrees left and say J.
2: Gruden no that's who Tennessee would fucking hire if Bama got John if Bama got John Gruden whatever shithouse rat Tennessee has at AD at this point this is I'm so mad right now because you know you know they're gonna do this you know this is exactly what they would do well we got the same thing he's just younger golly oh my god Phil Fulmer better be dead before this happens
1: T- if if Gruden- Tennessee is hiring a Gruden at this point, it's deuce. It's definitely deuce Gruden.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Jay, Jay Gruden is just Mike Shula stung <laughs> by no. bees.
1: Yeah, oh, God. Say, <laughs> I'm, I'm already
2: angry about this Shula, utter you'll inevitability. You'll hire the
0: lesser Gruden.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is so yeah. fucking inevitable that I'm already furious about it.
0: Oh, but, but, God. But, like, Jay Gruden, I at least expect, would know it, right? Like, Jay Gruden would go.
2: I'm so angry right Jay right Gruden now. would
0: go. Oh yeah, I'm totally getting smoked in like two years. I need to make sure that yeah. buyout's like 30 mil, right? I need I need yacht I I need like good <sighs> boat money.
2: Y'all, I need some cleansing breaths. We we gotta move on or I'm gonna aneurysm something. Okay. You're next. Oh shit. <laughs> um all right. From Mr. Haverkamp, I believe this was on Reddit. Which SEC head coach do you think would make it furthest in the great British bake? Off. Okay, time me. You ready? Go. All right. Sabin, baking uh Sabin out. Baking is too stressful, though he does appreciate a fine baked good in the form of little Debbie. Uh Jimbo, too rich to cook, finds it beneath him. Food is for (laughs) No Tell me when I lie. Too rich to cook, finds it beneath him. Food is for peasants. Sorry. However, is the most likely to eat people if it's offered and he is in what I think is a sleeper hit of a town likely to offer him human flesh. Malzon, most likely to incorporate Soylent he's out Morris and Ogeron same problem impatient turn the heat too high so they burn everything however makes both of them sneaky great at crepes uh Matt Luke Dan Mullen Kirby Smart Joe Moorhead Mark Stoops would be astonished if they can make pizza rolls uh, Will Muschamp, Jeremy Pruitt would be astonished if they can find food in their own homes like they're like they're like giant faceless sims if you put them facing a corner in their own homes they would starve to death. Um Hey who, Dar- took, the ladder?
1: who took the ladder out of this pool? Hey <laughs>
2: Hey! Seriously, if you put Will Muschip and Jeremy Freezer and Jeremy Pruitt facing like a freezer door with the fridge door right next to them and told them to make dinner, they would just like bang their heads against the stainless steel until one of them or one or both of them died. Um... Derek Mason has quietly been perfecting a series of flawless quiches for which he never receives due credit at office potlucks, but which are beloved by his family and friends and members of his church, but ultimately going to lose out to the relative flashiness. And I say relative of Barry Odom. The man can make a cinnamon roll. I got a feeling. Look at the rolls on the back of his head. that That's a man who can bake. What I hit.
0: That's a minute 43. Right. A minute 43. Clinical. Yeah. Clinical. A minute 43. What other podcast got that? I got one correction. Will must chant would chew his way through the drywall like an angry pit <laughs> He'd be like, I'm free! I'm hungry, but I'm free! Hmm.
3: Yeah, that's uh, it, it seems I have two questions, so I'm just going to lightning around both of them. Uh, from Davis as fuck, Davis underscore AF. That's the only thing that could possibly mean. Uh, is there honor in staying until the end of blowouts? Does it apply if I watch on TV? If so, more or less. Does it matter the same when we're being blown out by Clemson as it does when we blow out? Please, God. Charleston Southern. Uh, yes, there is honor, but honor is bullshit. So you are racking up a point total that doesn't matter. However, it's still a point total. So I think you should, I think you should stick around and rack it up uh, and see if that fucking Reddit karma can be cashed in at any point. Speaking- Is there
1: any honor to doing this when you're watching it on television? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's okay. a multiplier. Like, it's okay. not
3: much. It's nowhere near the same. But if you're enduring it, you're enduring it. Okay. Uh, speaking of Reddit, from The, spelled uh, how uh, Tupac would spell it in a song title, Ten Buchanan, who will be the next five WWE champions and how we get there? Uh, first, The Fiend eats whoever has the belt at uh, the next WrestleMania. Uh, then Bray Wyatt takes the strap off The Fiend then it goes to former Troy offensive lineman Wyndham Rotunda Bray Wyatt gets revenge, takes it back and finally the fiend eats Bray Wyatt you might say these are all the same person I would say prove it
0: that was good take us home Ryan
1: last question from Joey Langdon which Mac team are each of you Spencer <laughs> I'm going I'm to let you go first
0: um. So let's see, big swings, some hits, a lot of misses, up and down. Um. I'm the Buffalo. I'm I'm the Buffalo Bulls. That's 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 who I am. The
1: the New York State University.
0: Yeah. The the New York State University. The off-brand. See, that's what it makes it me. It's the off-brand State University mm-hmm. of New York. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jason.
0: Also, Bizarre bizarre Pride and Squalor, what better sums up Buffalo, New York?
1: Right. Uh, Actually, no. Holly, which MAC team do you want to claim as your spirit Mm. connector? Uh, Underratedly
2: mean at home, uh, branded with crackling energy that I do or do not fulfill, depending on how I feel on any given day. Uh, I'm Toledo.
3: Good. Jason? (sighs) Um... Can I be all the directional Michigans? All you, are you Mecca, Mecca Michigan? Yeah. you be Mecca Do- <laughs> directional Michigan. I
0: might be NIU like
3: cuz all we're going for here is good enough, right? To win to win that division all you have to be is either NIU or Toledo in the one year when the superior team actually wins like just good enough is all we're going for. I'm NIU.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Um I'm going to make myself—God, you took all the good ones with all your Michigan. Uh, I'm going to make myself— No, I
3: I passed those back up.
1: Uh, So then I guess I'm going to take Eastern Michigan, because I hope you never think of me. And when you do, it'll probably be for something weird, like my weird gray turf. Like, I just, I would rather be left alone at this point. And that feels very on brand with the Eastern Michigan. And it has nothing to do with whether I'm good or bad. Like, just leave me be. Just let me stay over here.
0: Yeah, that's problematic for me, Ryan. I might need you to pick another team because when we went to the live full cast, you know, all anyone would tell me about Eastern Michigan, they would go, yeah, did you see the building that looks like a dick?
1: Oh, yeah, there it is. It's, uh, hold on. I think it's called, yep. Starkweather Hall, also known as Starkweather Religious Center. And yeah. It <laughs> uh, sure does look like a dick. Named after Mary Ann Starkweather. You know, there are different ways to honor people, but uh, buildings that look like dicks, that's that's one.
0: Hey, I'll take it. Just Just remember me, man.
4: Hi, I'm Amanda Clute, Editor-in-Chief of Eater.
5: And I am Daniel Janine, a producer here at Eater.
4: And we are here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Eater's Digest.
5: Every week on the show, we dive into the weirdest, funniest, and most important stories in the world of food.
4: With the inside scoop from the biggest names in the industry and expert insights from the Eater newsroom.
5: Uh, It's a really fun time, so I would say subscribe to Eater's Digest for free today on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app.
6: Hey everyone, this is Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode.
0: And I'm Scott Galloway, professor of marketing NYU Stern School of Business.
6: And we want to tell you about Pivot, our weekly podcast. That's
0: right, Kara. It's a chance for not the little dog, but the big dog. What's the language he speaks? Podcast and
6: woof! No, essentially, you say crazy things and I keep you in check. That's how this works, this relationship Oh, just works.
0: try. Don't stand too close to my flame. You might get burned.
6: Oh, my God. God, it's like, it's like I have a third teenager. Scott and I spent all week in the trenches holding business leaders' feet to the fire, fearlessly tweeting at the Zuckerbergs of the world. And then we come into the studio and argue about which one of us knows more about what happened this week. It's typically me. But go on, Scott.
0: Every Friday morning, we drop a new episode and talk about the impact on society and your life. Also, we break down the winners and losers, and we are prediction machines.
6: Yes, Scott is a prediction machine. I'm not. He always says we, which is a very sweet thing, because I never really make predictions. But he gazes into his crystal ball to tell you about where all of this is heading, and he is very often correct.
0: And here's the secret. I gaze into my burrito bowl. (laughs) Get
3: Crystal ball, burrito (laughs) bowl? Anyway.
6: That sounds good to you, and how could it not? Subscribe to Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway for free. The low, low price of free on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app.